Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Fresh Out the Podcast, the greatest podcast to ever live. Uh, I am the board game guru and game master extraordinaire, Jahananan. It's me. It's me, Casualty CDG, co-host of Fresh Out the Podcast and Fresh Out the Box. Uh, I'm happy to be here, guys. This is. Uh, I'm glad you invited me to this special episode. Uh, I actually went out and saw the movie, and so... The fact that it lined up with when you guys are recording is just awesome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Gary, when was the last time you went to see a movie in theaters before today? Was it for Thor? Was um, it Thor? Didn't you make us go see Jurassic Park? When was that? That was, was that before a- Thor. That was just such a piece of crap. Uh, so yeah, I only go when you make me go. So yeah, Thor would have been the last time. <laughs> You're welcome? I think. You're welcome? Tell people who you are. If I lost y'all, that was on me. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. Okay, good. Sorry. Um, anyway, I guess I should introduce myself. My name is Drew Munhausen. I'm the media and movie mastermind here at Fresh Out the Podcast. And we have a special guest who's been very polite and quiet as we've been already bantering a little bit. It is the mayor of Nerdtropolis himself, who has been a regular recurring guest for, especially when we have these big Marvel uh, movie reviews and recaps. It is Shantaj. Son, how, how are you? You forgot also the newest member of the Critics' Choice Association. We need to start Ooh. plugging that. <laughs> I did. I did nice. forget that. Congratulations. No, Congratulations, Shantaj. <laughs> I'm excited to be back. You know, I enjoy yeah. my time with y'all. More writing and critics, The Houston please. Film Critics Society does not know what they are missing out on currently. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> One day, one day. Well, we are here to talk Black Panther Wakanda forever, Um, which for some people I think is probably a lot of people's most anticipated movie of the year. Like, is that fair? I'm not saying that within this group, within us, but like, would would you say that in general? No. This is a lot of people's most anticipated movie of the year? God, no. Well, Twitter is saying yeah, you can't just put your own feelings there. <laughs> Why not? This yeah. is our show. Of course, I can. God Look no. at Twitter; People they're ranking their movies, and Black Panther is apparently the best um, Phase Four movie according to Twitter. Everyone's sharing their list, and all of a sudden, the hype is t- very high for Wakanda Forever. Just not sure if it was something that everyone like was on the edge of their couch, biting their nails. They couldn't wait for this to come out. I am not sure if it had that kind of hype waiting for it. Uh, I do agree with you, Sean. I think that it was good. Uh, and I, I would rank it high as well. But I, to, to answer Drew, was it anticipated? Was it highly anticipated? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if it was a highly anticipated Marvel movie that people were really couldn't wait to sink their teeth into. I'm just not sure. I think, you know, the first Black Panther did did absolutely bonkers business at the box office when it came out. It was very kind of... I mean, basically, it was revolutionary for what it was at the time, what it was doing, but within the MCU formula. Um, I actually rewatched it this week before seeing Wakanda Forever, and it was the first time that I had rewatched it since seeing it in theaters. And I actually liked it a lot more on rewatch. I think it's actually aged pretty well. Um, I would movie. say it is. It is, but. Um, I had some reservations about Wakanda forever. I mean, just going into it, especially it doesn't help that they had all the, the industry stories coming out throughout of, you know, there was a lot of 
trouble or production issues and slowdowns and delays and things like that with it, which always kind of, of raises some red flags, which, I mean, of course, they had to completely rewrite what they had in mind, and there was a lot, a lot going on here. And I feel like from my corner of the internet where I look on them, I've seen a, seen a lot of varied responses to it. Some saying kind of in line with what you were saying, Sean, like at best, it, you know, phase four movie that it's one of the best Marvel movies. A lot of people liked it better than the first. And I've seen the other, the other side of the spectrum where people are saying they didn't think that it really worked that well. And, you know, and all that stuff. So we're, we're going to get into to all of our own personal feelings because i think this is an interesting one there's not a a consensus it's it's kind of all over the place i think that this will hit differently um from a personal standpoint for every individual i mean is that is that being a little bit too existential maybe i don't i don't know what are, what do you what do you think uh, i mean so yeah it's gonna this movie is gonna mean a lot of different things to different people uh it is a very representational movie, so that's going to mean a lot to a lot of different people. Uh, it's also a big movie. This is a big, big movie. Uh, just watching, I don't know how much they spent on this, but it must have been expensive. Uh, two hours and 40 minutes long. Two hours and 40 41. minutes long. With, 41. <laughs> 41 minutes long with, uh, with a lot of extensive underwater scenes. And those are not cheap. Uh, so, like, it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, it was quite. It looked like it was quite the undertaking, and I think they did a great job. Um, me personally, I enjoyed this movie for sure. Um, where does it stand well, compared um, to everything else? I'm not sure. Let me set some quick little ground rules. Like, get, uh, get into this. Going to actually. There he is. It's rare for me. I have not looked to see what the box office tracking is so yeah. far for it. I'm assuming it's doing pretty well. Oh, I did uh, I have an article for. I was had an article for tonight for that one, for the box office, and it's like sitting at 87 million domestic, and I think it's at a hunt for just for Friday. So Friday. Oh, so, okay. I was gonna say geez. like that's kind of low. No for domestic. This. No domestic Friday was 87 million. Which is really good, actually. And I think the uh, first one made like two hundred and two million domestic. It's opening weekend, and this was tracking originally a little below. But I, I mean, if it made that much on Friday, um, it'll probably come relatively close. It's going to be in the upper hundreds. I would, I would assume it could be close to two hundred, depending on what the hype is over the towards you know um, Sunday. But so far, Doctor Strange opened up at 187 million, I think, opening weekend domestically, I think is where it was at. So that has the best opening of the year, is Multiverse of Madness. I'm so, actually surprised to hear that. So that's, um, let's see, let's say for now, we're going we're gonna to start off with with not going into spoiler territory. I just want to talk some overall general thoughts. I mean, we can talk about some of the, the stuff that's in the trailers, right? Like we know Namor's in this movie. We know, you know, oh, there's things. That... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they, but we, we won't it's not Jason Momoa anymore. I didn't like it. <laughs> we can give a few minutes for non-spoilers so that anybody who hasn't seen the movie yet, but still wants to listen to us, give some general thoughts can, can listen. And then we'll get full on into spoilers probably sooner rather than later, just because, um, you know, it's a hard one not to, to not talk about spoilers, but, we um, do promise to try not to drop any spoilers for the next few minutes. That's, but then after that, it's fair game. It'll be Correct. the danger zone after that. 
You know, if Correct. you play in the danger zone, you have a 25% chance that your card is destroyed. That's the danger room, Gary. That's only a Marvel snap. Brought to you by Marvel Snap. Snap your enemies into submission. <laughs> I wish it was. I wish they were I a wish sponsor. That. We're all obsessed with that game. Sean, that. have you played Marvel Snap yet? No, but Twitter keeps showing it to me nonstop. It. It's always at the Never top of my thread. I'm like, what is this? What is it's this? It's good. It's good. It's super fun. It's super addictive. It's currently Twitter's sole source of income. Especially. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get a good build, the addiction only becomes worse because you're just completely dominating people. I, I would say, like, if you don't experiment and you have a bad deck, I could see you getting burnt out on it pretty fast if you keep losing. But, uh, no, yeah, it's I'm a good. loser, so. That game's hot. That game's hot fire. Uh, and so is this movie. <laughs> so <laughs> is this movie. Yeah, um, yeah, I liked it. Um, a lot more than I expected to. I don't think... Again, I have recency now of watching the first one. I don't think, for myself, it's quite as good as the first one, but I'd say it's, like, a small step below it. Um, this movie obviously had a lot, a whole, whole lot, um, that it needed to do, right? Because it has to um, overcome the death of Chadwick Boseman, which, I mean, obviously, obviously that's going to be brought up. It has to introduce a few new characters that are probably going to be important to Marvel um, moving forward. And it also has to deal with the characters within this world that are still around and give everybody something to do. And so there's just a lot that's being juggled here. Um, for myself, I thought that it started very strong. I thought that the... Um, the emotional things that it was hitting at the beginning worked for me. And I thought that, that I thought the same for everything that happened in the last act. I thought that the middle of the movie sagged a little bit. And I thought the more that it got into, uh, Namor and the, the everything there, I thought was a little bit sluggish myself, but, um, but overall still, still very impressed overall with what they had to do here. Based on just your opinions of the pacing, I'd agree. Uh, strong start, slugs in the middle, specifically when it's dealing with like the Namor backstory. Uh, it does, I don't know, it does drag a bit, and then at the end, it finishes very strong. Um, how about you, Sean? I know that you, you reviewed it for Nerdtropolis, and I know the review is out there for people to read. But while you're here, you know, what, tell us your thoughts. Yeah, I really, I enjoyed it, and I think it's one of the top Phase 4 movies, and that's how I really did my review, is based off this year, and not really what the past MCU stuff has done in the previous years. Kind of just kind of compare it to what was going on with Phase 4. I thought this was Namor's movie. Like, this was just Namor's movie, and I really thought he did shine when he was on the screen, and... Everyone else was really great, but you can tell with no Chadwick, it's not really a Black Panther movie, regardless of where the story went. This was more of a Namor movie, and you can tell like Chadwick was dearly missed. He made you know the first movie amazing, and you said this one maybe is a step below it. I think it's a little bit further down than that because you're missing you're missing Chadwick. Like the chemistry with him and Shuri, like T'Challa and Shuri, is amazing, and without that, it's it's kind of sad to to be missing it and not getting it anymore. Yeah, I feel like the um, the phrase that I keep seeing out there on the web is like, 
this, you know, th- what the kind of the cliche quote at this point is this movie has a Chadwick Boseman shaped hole in it. And I get that. I mean, it's kind of true. I feel like it definitely misses him, but I feel like for everything that they set out to do, I feel like they, they did it. Yeah. In I feel a way. like the script had a Chadwick Boseman sized hole in it on purpose. That's kind of the whole movie mm-hmm. is that you're missing him. Um, that's like the whole point. It's a lot of it is like, how are they just going to scrape by? They feel threatened. They need a new Black Panther. They can't have one. Uh, it's that's the whole point, right? Is that you're going to miss Chadwick Boseman? That's uh, yeah. That's I think you said it really well. That's actually a really yeah. good point. A lot of people have been saying that as a negative on the movie itself. When you can really turn it into a positive, like it, it is the point. I agree with you. There's there's a lot of grieving. Um, there's right. a lot of grieving for the characters. There's, they allow grieving for the audience. There's, you know, I, I don't think it's spoiler to say we right. all knew that was going to be coming, uh, you know, but I think to so. my, to what my point was though, the reason why I didn't think Shuri, the character Shuri could carry the movie throughout. That's why I think it's Namor's movie. And I wish they gave him a little bit more. Cause I felt like just Shuri on her own is not, wasn't going to really do it to be I honest. And you need the, everyone. The Go general ahead. also, I thought she did an amazing job. Yes. Uh, she had some really powerful scenes in the early parts of the movie. And, uh, you know, we, we weren't let down by the end of the movie with some of the choices she had made. So uh, I agree that, you know, Namor stole the movie, but it was also, it was a movie about the tertiary characters. It was all right. about uh, introducing some new characters and putting some other characters on the forefront. And uh, I think they did a pretty good job kind of bouncing the camera between I would say three or four characters that we're looking forward to seeing some more of. Um, but I would love to see more Namor. Uh, absolutely. He was wonderfully cast. That's not the guy I would have picked. Uh, his background was really cool. A lot of the, the art and culture that they brought into his uh, the, the clothes his people wore, I really respect and thought was super awesome. And I can't wait to talk about that. Had a little bit more of like almost like a Mayan kind of feel to it, didn't it? I I thought that was really fascinating, too. Loved it. I absolutely thought that was super cool. Uh, They made some really good decisions and choices. And our whole lives, we've always called him Namor, right? But then we get his story and he's Namor. And you have Namora and Namor. Yeah, I love Namor. Like this is this is my Namor now. Like I'm I'm all in on this guy. They made some changes, but I think they're all for the best. Well, Kugler said himself that you know they didn't want to do. They really wanted to take away from DC's Aquaman and not be like that. They're a version of like Namor and Atlantis, and they didn't want to be like the Disney movie Atlantis. They wanted to create something that was very more related today to to you know with the indigenous people and all that other stuff. So. I mean, I thought it was a good call what they created brand new, pretty much. And even the look of their kingdom, I guess, for lack of a better term, was interesting. Like, like you made the comparison to Aquaman. Obviously, that's the easiest comparison to make here where everything even underwater was like very bright and colorful in there. And this, I mean, felt like it was truly underwater. It's very dark. Um some blues, but a lot of greens, like a lot of what you actually see underwater, almost, almost very uninviting of a place, uh, you know, compared to how many movies that it seems like there are coming out that take place underwater. We have a trailer now for the, the Little Mermaid live action movie. And then, of course, the, I had an Avatar The Way of Water trailer before this, which has a lot of underwater stuff. And all of these underwater films have very different looks than what... 
uh, Namor's kingdom looked like within this, this kind of green hued, spooky, cloudy, foggy under underwater kingdom is exactly how I would imagine it looking in real life. And of course, they were in the Atlantic right off the Gulf of Mexico, which is the ocean I'm most familiar with. So maybe that's why I think that it looked really accurate, um, because that's the water that I know the best. Um, but I loved it. I loved that, you know, creatures and characters would just sort of come out of nowhere, you know, that, that they were just a few feet away, but you couldn't see them because of the green murky, uh, just hues. And then uh, his people, I thought that the, the colors worked really cool for his people to make them look flesh tone underwater. Yeah, I noticed that too. They were flesh tone underwater. I was like, I was confused for a second. I was like, what is going on here? Yeah, they everyone, don't, they look... they're all flesh tone underwater, except, uh, but Namor is flesh toned both um yes yeah and i thought that was really cool i thought yeah it was kind of they don't mention it they don't acknowledge it uh it just is a really cool fact um but i just thought they went over budget and they couldn't finish it off (laughs) maybe their budget was kind of nuts yeah no i i agree namor was dope they did a great job see i wasn't like excited to see Namor from the comics. I don't know Namor from the comics. I don't care about Namor from the comics. I think what, what they... he is the first Marvel like superhero. I was gonna say he's America. like one of their OG I mean, three characters. I mean, he's, he's old the, school. The respect owed to that aside, you know, like oh cool, he was the first, whatever. I never read any of those comics. I've never seen him in a comic. Well, that's okay, Jahan. You don't uh, have to be attached to every character. Don't yeah. let these guys bully you. <laughs> I'm getting bullied, guys. Um, <laughs> But no, I mean, I, I like I said, I wasn't excited for it anymore. They gave me something else. They gave me this other guy. He's a fresh person. I got to know him when everyone else got to know him on screen. Uh, you know, I, so I got to be there. It felt like a new character that we were all introduced to on equal footing. Uh, and it was he was a really cool character. Uh, but earlier, I can't believe they never dropped the Submariner name. They never name dropped it in in the film. Yeah, he's not the Submariner this time. He's Namor. Namor. <laughs> the... Your you new Latin lover. <laughs> yeah, it was really dope. Uh, you know, but I also, so with him, I mean, you guys were talking about how uh, Shuri, Shuri honestly surprised me uh, in this movie with, like, because I wasn't expecting her to be able to carry the movie. I thought she did a pretty good job. And I was also very surprised by the performance of the queen. The queen fucking crushed it. Like oh, Angela Bassett's great. Yeah, her performance was outstanding. And man, when she was at like you know uh, the UN and like uh, a few other scenes where she had these big speech moments, she crushed they it, man. She was a sh- the oh yeah, that's right. I don't want to spoil anything yet. Yeah, but, she was yeah, a no, big- but I think she outshined though Shuri though. Like that's why, and I think Shuri maybe I has. Mean, I even I think that. she was like when it comes to the characters in Wakanda. I think she was either second or third best in that movie. I uh, thought that like, Shuri was unlikable in the first Black Panther. I did not like the character. I did not really care for the actress, and I didn't think she did a lot for me. Um, so I did not expect her to be able to carry this movie to Jahan's point, but she did. And I thought this—I I thought the movie was actually a very good action flick. Uh, Marvel flick aside, I thought that Wakanda Forever was just a good action movie. Uh, a lot of the fighting and a lot of the heroes were like realistic characters and realistic people. There weren't so many superheroes. Uh, they were they were you know kind of realistic fights, just good martial arts. 
Uh, and there's something to respect about that. I thought it was just a good action movie, and I thought the jury really did carry it, and, and I had no expectation thought, of that. I thought she did a good job, but, like, and, like, yeah, sure, some of the other performances outshine her, but I also don't feel like she was meant for center stage. I feel like this was a movie about the people of Wakanda uh, filling mm-hmm. that Chadwick Boseman hole. Uh, man, it's that's, very much that an ensemble not, picture. Yeah, it's more of on. I feel I felt more like it was an ensemble. Everybody had their their shtick. I felt like very female led, female led, too strong female led. I did enjoy that a lot. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I didn't think she carried the film. I thought she had such a great supporting cast that makes everyone look good, and especially her. And I think Angela Bassett was the leader of that. Yeah, you know, I feel awesome, like awesome I feel level. like she carried her part. But yeah, yeah, it was definitely a group effort, uh, a, a cadre of powerful women, uh, and it was it was something else. It was it's something that you don't typically see in movies. In in the billing order, the first male that comes up is Winston Duke, who plays Mbaku. Mbaku. And, uh, you know, I, I like him, but speaking of the characters that y'all were saying, like, because we, we mentioned briefly Okoye, um, the general, and, and she, I was surprised at how much in this one they used her character for comedy. And um, I thought a lot of that stuff played really well. There may be a couple times they maybe cheesed it a little too much, but, not, you know, I'm not saying Thor Love and Thunder links here like i thought most of that worked awesome and Mm -hmm. this there was a moment where i thought that this was her movie uh and then of Mm. course some other things happened during the plot and you you find out it's not her movie but she could have her own movie and because the first half of this movie was her movie and then it slows down when she's not on screen anymore and then it speeds up when she's back again uh, she, Okoye, could have a movie uh, without a doubt. They really humanized her. It. Yeah, they really humanized her. They really laid on more personality. You get to know her better. You get to see her uh, at work and at play, and you know through emotion. Uh, I like to talk about the intangible it because you can really see it if you're a wrestling fan. Some people have it. Some people don't. Some some actors, some characters, some performers have it. Okoye has it. If you were in a bank or a grocery store and you turned and looked at her, you would you'd like shivers would run down your spine and you would think that you might get killed. You'd be like, oh, shit, she has it. Her presence comes through the screen and she just totally has it. She nails that character. Same as Michonne, man. She 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 holds it down. Yeah, the, the Wakandan performances, again, to Sean's point, just totally awesome all across the board uh, from the Queen to Okoye. And, and, and honestly, yeah, probably Shuri was... Uh, one of the least strong actors in that, but I, I think she still surprised me with what she brought to the table. Yeah, we, we haven't really talked about Lupita Nyong'o much, who plays Nakia. Um, who I mean, she's great. I mean, there's there's I feel like her character has a little bit less to do than some of the other ones, but I still thought her emotional impact to the story, especially the role that she plays with her relationship that she had with T'Challa from the previous film and everything that that worked out really well. Yeah. Um, I just want to mention her because we hadn't said that. And then I also, I'll just shout out cause Martin Freeman's in this movie. He reprises yeah. his character from the first film and from some of the other Marvel films, but I don't want to talk about him too much here because I feel like That's his stuff spoilers. gets into some yeah. of the spoilers, spoilers I want to talk yeah. about. Oh, I and him. he was nice and fun. Every time he was on screen, it was exciting. Can we talk about, though, and y'all, let me know if this needs to be saved for spoilers, but I knew this character was going to be in the movie. There's another new character, a new MCU character who is introduced. I would say that is spoilers. Oh, yeah, that's spoilers. We'll save that one. But I will say this. I think Martin Freeman was in the movie way too much. (laughs) I think he was was a big part of the plot. 
and that's all I'll say right now. Like I thought he was too much screen time. I think for such. I, I, I'm with you. That's, that's why I, I didn't want to say too much because of other folks that are involved in his storyline. But yeah. I will say that I feel like his storyline could have been cut entirely from the movie and nothing would have been missed. See, I you think, guys have no idea what's coming next. Yeah, I his think no, they're using it to next. set up for another yeah. movie. I, I totally understand why it's there and what it's well, doing. But in the context of this film, this film is a standalone thing his storyline they didn't need him to make that introduction and that connection with that other person we'll talk about later he did not need to be like you you didn't need him to bring that person in they just wanted to connect the dots a little more and it just kind of wasted film time shaking my head i couldn't disagree more i loved the martin freeman stuff i loved what it sets up for the future and one of my one of the things we always talk about when we watch these shows and we watch these movies is you know, did it connect to the other ones? Will it? How does it play over? How does it bleed over? And I think that this is awesome. I think it's great. It's... I think that they put it in the right spot uh, to set up what they're doing in the future. They brought that character back at a time when it makes sense during a Black Panther movie. Uh, I thought it all worked great. It does, but I feel like they should have made this more of a closed off story and not let it branch out so much. If they made it a more, you know, seclusive story. Because it opened a lot that. of doors, which is great, but I, I wasn't there for that. I couldn't that's, believe that's that Multiverse of Madness had so much opportunity to affect every single story, and they chose not to. See, it's so, reverse, right? It's reverse. Yes, they so should have. take it. You, they need to start messing with and setting up stories. I've said it before. That was one of the things right. that kept us all hooked, was you give us a scoop here, and we're going to come back for seconds. You know, you just give us a little bread trail, and we'll follow you over here to the show. Uh, so I'm very happy with those decisions. I, I, I I'm all for it. Yeah, it's, it is funny. You touched on exactly what I was going to say, which is that we all thought that Multiverse of Madness was going to be the movie that set up all these different plot lines for future MCU stuff. That and movie. it didn't really, really Wakanda Forever ended up doing that. I liked that movie a lot, but that movie was a punch in the dick. You guys are right. There was, uh, it was a bit of a letdown with how little it actually affected. And, uh, but I do agree that this is one of the better instances of them setting up. Uh, but, I mean, God knows how it's going to play out. It could be terrible. Well, can we do this? I did this before we came on. I ranked the MCU Phase 4 movies. And TV shows or just the films? MTV? MCU? Did I... What? (laughs) And and TV. Oh, and TV. I thought I said MTV. I was like... (laughs) The streaming shows. No, sorry. No, just movies. MCU movie. (laughs) No, that's me. On the headphones I'm on. Just MCU films. Okay, I'm pulling and, them up right now so I can... Because I saw it on Twitter, I'll, I'll people them. were ranking them, and they put Wakanda Forever on top. And I'm like... And we're just doing... Um, if you had to say Phase 4 of this year, yes. But we're all forgetting No Way Home. I was going to say, No Way Home would be my number one. There's no way any of these movies beat No Way Home for many reasons. Gary? Uh, Real quick before no I get way. to my list, I, I want to see what you want. I want to know what you No have to way say. home was a circle jerk of uh, <laughs> nostalgia. Yes, it's a nostalgia circle jerk. It's all it was. It did nothing. It felt good, didn't it, though? It no. felt great. No, yeah. it didn't. It felt like a waste of my time, and then so did Multiverse of Madness. They both felt like a waste of my time, and for different reasons. <laughs> Multiverse of Madness didn't I... touch the plot or push the story, and Spider-Man right. just like gave us blue balls and then told us to go home. I mostly agree oh, with the, the Doctor Strange thing, but I will not 
agree with. I mean, I loved Spider Man. It it was everything I wanted it to be. Yeah, the Spider Man. I'm, I'm movies, with Jahan and Sean here. I'm, I like Spider Man's my boy. I like them less in order. Spider Man coming are our boys. Let's just say that. <laughs> you guys are terrible. All of you are oh. terrible. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go through my list real quick if that's okay. What if we put all the Batmans in one movie? <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, yes. Yes. Hate yes. <laughs> and they will. And they will put at least two of them in the Flash movie. Oh, oh my god. Why do we live in this world? Everything they, is so bad. Are they still going to is are they going to let Ezra Miller out of prison to attend the premiere? <laughs> that's that's another, the plan. <laughs> that's another conversation, guys. That's a no, another evening that that's needs just for that, that ma- well, for, for uh, that. Sean, I'll let you say your list. I'm just going to go through really quick the Phase 4 movies in their release order. So we okay. had Black Widow, mm-hmm. Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man No Way Home. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, and then Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. So seven films in MCU Phase 4. So we so all how, know... So how'd you rank them? We all know number one for me, the top number one. Actually, I'll go I'll go backwards, because we know where number one is. So, and last is Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Yeah, 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 surprisingly. And I had to think about it, because... I put Eternals ahead of Love and Thunder because How is that I thought true? It, because <laughs> How is they that felt possible because it it Let's was a better mouth. story a better story put together I'm here for I'm here for you Sean I'm here yeah. with you I'm here to listen um, I am putting I would put Eternals last on my list but Thor Love and Thunder would be next so I'm I'm right here with you like to me the I, two are almost interchangeable I had Eternals at last and I was like wait Love and Thunder could have done something and they did it they kind of fell flat for me okay so seven was love and thunder six was eternals and five i have multiverse of madness four mm. i have black widow mm. three shang chi and i thought shang chi and black widow are almost on the same page mm-hmm. very close and then wakanda forever at two uh no way home one let's see i think mine's very similar to you because uh, I'm going No Way Home as number one. Yeah, I'd say Wakanda Forever number two. And then I'm going Shang-Chi, Black Widow. Ooh, no. Ooh, ooh. Shang-Chi. I'm going Multiverse of Madness. It, it went up for me on rewatch. Well, see, I'm, then okay, I'm, saying I'm not Black basing Widow. on rewatch, though. I, I'm basing on how I felt when I first watched him. Because Multiverse of Madness would probably be higher... <laughs> based on rewatch, but I, I'm basing it on my first viewings. So okay, fair. I, I was really high on Black Widow when I first saw it. I think because I went into it with low expectations. I was like, ah, oh, that's pretty solid. I've been positive on it since it came out, If for people that have been listening to the podcast since we started, because that was one of the early ones we covered, I believe. So, yeah, I'm here for Black Widow. I liked Black Widow. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it sounds like you and I have the same first two and the same bottom two. And then the three in the middle, I I feel like can all kind of and be it's hard. You can you know you can yeah, you can move them around and stuff like that. But Gary's saying no way home. Yeah, no, I would flip one. your terrible lists upside down. Uh, ab- without a sh- without a shadow of a doubt, Eternals is at the bottom of that list Definitely. with Black Widow and probably uh, Spider Man. Black Ooh. Panther and Thor were probably the best of that list. With wait, wait, did you say did you say Spider Man's at the bottom of the list? You put Spider Man. Spi- it's down there. It's down there. I, the I cannot take this list seriously, guys. I have <laughs> so to the guy Santa. who didn't put I'm... Eternals at the bottom. It was close though. 
It was close. Yes, yeah, second on, to the bottom. So I didn't put Spider-Man on at the Thor bottom, being second what, to the bottom. But based on Thor being with the fourth movie and Eternals being the first, I thought as a first-time Eternals movie did much better what the fourth Thor movie did. I thought Eternals was unwatchable trash that should be deleted from Marvel cinematic history. So far it has been. Uh, <laughs> my, I So I agree, Eternals bottom. Yep. I didn't like, I wanted to like Eternals really bad. Uh, like, it sounded cool. I, I love didn't like Kumail it. Nanjiani. I wanted to I like too. it so bad. Plus the, the Loki-ish guy who was all evil and tricksy was awesome. I love that dude. And I love the... Yeah, uh, honestly, looking at the list of Phase 4 movies, other than No Way Home, Eternals was probably my most anticipated going into it, as far as all the Phase 4 movies go. I go so I see I don't like my list I'm not sure about it but just from my last couple minutes of me doing this Eternals uh, unfortunately after that Shang Chi I didn't hate the movie I liked it I just felt like its final act was kind of weak uh, but it introduced some cool characters I just felt like it wasn't the best Black Widow I actually really did enjoy I also had low expectations but it was I thought it was actually really good uh, then Doctor Strange. Because I, I liked it uh, on my first watch. It just, it was upsetting how little it connected. Uh, and then I got Thor Love and Thunder. I was higher on that movie than a lot of people. I really enjoyed it a lot. Mostly Christian Bale. Christian Bale did a lot for me in that movie. I thought, I mean, gore was so good. Uh, and then Wakanda and then Spider-Man. Okay. So, like, I have a little bit of everybody's <laughs> list going yeah. on here. Uh, which is interesting. But, uh... Yeah, that's my. I didn't realize that was all of Phase Four, or is that just? No, that's not just this year. That's the whole thing. Thor and Wakanda, I would say, are also my top two. Without me ranting about how bad the other ones are, let's go Thor and Wakanda, my top two as well, John. Um, but yeah, no, I knew Gary ha- hated uh, No Way Home, bottom of the list. I was like, damn, no, but or second bottom. to bottom. It's, yeah, second to bottom like, and damn. maybe third to bottom because I think. Honestly, Mostly, I'm surprised. Eternals, and yeah. then Black Widow, and then Spider-Man. That's what was throwing me. I was surprised that you, because you also really didn't like Black Widow, and so I was surprised. I was just surprised by the ranking. But no, I we all have. She had to go to so many people for help in that movie. She should have carried <laughs> it by herself. She could have. Yeah, she didn't get. They didn't do her right. Uh, they didn't do justice by her. But hey, it was still pretty cool what she did in the Red Room. But. Anyways, man, see, don't put a bunch of Marvel nerds in a room and tell them the rank stuff. <laughs> well, here's here's what <laughs> we'll do, because at this point, we've we've talked a little bit about some some things from Wakanda Forever. I've you know, we've talked around the spoilers. We've ranked our phase fours. I feel like we've re- done a good job giving some impressions so we can go ahead and transition into a more spoilery discussion. If that's OK oh, with boy. everybody, I got so many things to say. <laughs> We are Where do now, we start, um, guys? Where do we start? About 35 minutes into our podcast. So uh, let's let's rip off the spoiler band-aid. So we will we'll do a little countdown here. So spoilers beginning in five, four. Wait, three, wait, wait. Are we spoiling Black Adam? Two Wakanda not much Forever! To spoil in that one. <laughs> and one! Okay. Alright, Wakanda spoilers. Forever spoilers. Spoilers are on the table. So I really enjoyed it. Right off the bat, I'll just jump into it. I really enjoyed... Well, I mean, I didn't enjoy it. It was horrible. It was awful. But, obviously, I respect what they did with his death. They... I mean, they don't really tell say exactly what happened, but it seems like maybe he also died of cancer in uh, this movie. In the beginning, I felt like they handled it 
Yeah, with it's care. definitely unspecified illness of some yeah. sort. Um, I thought it was the, very beautiful how they addressed it. The purple Marvel roll that was all clips from Black Panther and all clips of Chadwick Boseman. In silence. Role, in oh, that silence was amazing. Oh, my was God. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't want to spoil that earlier oh. because <laughs> you, don't, you don't want that spoiled. See, see, I blocked it. that out. That. That's when the first tear drops. When you see that, you're like, what? This every, is amazing. Every single movie in history is defined by its music and often you set the tone in the beginning during the credits and they had a moment of silence and that that was that that spoke volumes it was crazy yeah you're right that was a very touching moment and the whole funeral sequence is is moving and emotional in itself but for me watching it like i wasn't sitting there shedding tears but i was like i you know i'm sitting there thinking like this is very emotional but when the intro started that y'all are speaking of it was goosebumps like it was the it's almost like the quiet or the silence in that moment was tangible in a weird way the three times i maybe got emotional was that intro the coffin going up like Mm -hmm. with this black panther thing just i thought no i was just like this is interesting too and just the way that not not that time when they're going up but showing how it was and had the black panther just how they were going to bury him or what they were going to do with it. I yeah. thought that was really like emotional. And then obviously we'll get to it towards the end, 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 end. The, um, uh, the difference the... with me is when I saw the uh, the coffin going up, I couldn't help but think that like at the 400 foot mark, the body was going to fall out and crash through the concession <laughs> table. That everyone was going to be like, oh no, because you can't stop it from that height, you know. Uh, that's what my brain was at. That's the most but, Gary take. <laughs> but when it comes to spoilers, I guess we are in spoilers. I wasn't expecting another funeral. Yeah, me neither. Uh, but I mean, the fact that they did it, man, good, good on them. They really. I was shocked. I was like, I was they're, shocked too. they're going dark. <laughs> like they're, they're going, going dark. Like... They're developing <laughs> a very interesting and strong character. Is what they're a- doing. Angela Angela Bassett is great in both Black Panther Panther and in this one. Like she is excellent, and especially in this one as a grieving mother, I thought she was wonderful. I would say, for me personally, maybe I'm a heartless fool, but her death for me in this one did not strike me emotionally that much. To me, it felt like a plot device that needed to happen to get Shuri from point A to point B. Like it I was, agree. it, it death... needed to happen for for Shuri, but it was not an emotional thing for me as a viewer. The Queen's death, I completely agree. It was to supercharge Shuri's character with motivation, hate, revenge, and power, um, and to see what she did with all of those new tools when she supercharged. It, it wasn't, yeah, it, it wasn't as heart wrenching or as moving as T'Challa's death, and I don't think the intention uh, was for it to be. However, it's still a pretty powerful moment, drowning to death I mean, in the hands of Namor. And oh still God. sad when your son dies sad. a year prior and then the mom dies. Like, that's pretty sad. That's mm-hmm. in, in any family. It was pretty sad, but, like, it it was a wartime death. And those those tend to hit a little softer because, you know, when that kind of stuff's going on, the rules are different. I don't know. It was a did little y'all think for me. With this war, did you really think that Namor was going to be the main villain because I was expecting someone else to show up and I don't know why I expected that because no, I didn't really look in from the trailers and everything I well I didn't watch them all of them like I mm. watched one I didn't want to and I feel like 
if the movie is gonna be that long, I was like, someone else has to enter the realm. <laughs> like there has to be <laughs> enter player three. You know? my, my whole understanding of the movie from the jump was that it was gonna be his people versus the Wakandans. Uh, well, I could argue that there was a third bad guy in the international governments, just the united governments against the <laughs> yeah, world. Yeah, that's fair. France? France? Yeah. Like, what's going What Dude. are they villainizing France? Or, I was like, they're doing this? They're not making up a fake country like most places do when they, like, like um, Top Gun Maverick, like their adversary was a fake country they just put, See, like, generically. I, they put France as the bad villain. villainized a Western European country on screen that's great because you know what <laughs> they're not that great <laughs> they do horrible horrible things across the world constantly and we're you know and they addressed it which is cool to see yeah. in mainstream also made media. the u.s government look bad too i mean yeah, they were good. in the cahoots it seems like we're and then like they're in the cahoots with france and, and yes yeah, so all and... of the the white folk in the u.n room were kind of like oh no <laughs> like looking at each other like they were all in on it it was like and that's yeah, when yeah. angela bassett's almost at her best in that too like that that whole scene i she love killed that it. speech i love that Let's speech. Not forget, colonizers were bad guys in namor's story so we got to see colonizers mm -hmm. eat crap there then akoya showed up later and called uh what's his face a colonizer so yeah, we shit all over Americans. We shit all over Western European countries. Spanish we colonizers. This uh, colonialism. Black Panther, it, was, uh, it was fun, man. I enjoyed all yeah. that. Yeah, they attacked Cooper. Spanish uh, colonialism, yeah. uh, and then the the colonialism in Haiti, and like, man, they talked about a lot of stuff. It was cool. Kugler nailed it. Like they gave Kugler the reins, it. and he 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 did it. Like that, that, I really did like how He's, they did that. Uh, the same same guy that did Black Panther one. Yes. Yeah. Well, he, and, had, uh, he has particular experience dealing with uh, discrimination. I don't know if you guys well, know about that. No, but isn't he behind? He was behind also um, the Creed movies. Oh, nice. That makes sense. Michael B. Jordan. Yes. Yeah. Makes and sense. He, yeah. He also directed uh, Fruitvale Station, which is another Michael B. Jordan movie that's very good. So you guys know I live in a small mountain town. There's not many people. My showing today had like maybe 12 people in the theater on the Saturday that the movie came out. It's a very small crowd. Uh, during the Michael B. Jordan cameo, I was I clapped. I couldn't help myself. I clapped out loud audibly. It was like, yeah, no one else did, and so I felt like an ass. But what a cameo. Love to see Michael That B. was such a good cameo. I, dude, I don't know why I understand logically that it couldn't have happened. I almost expected to see Chadwick in that chair. Like, when they were doing it, I was like, I don't know how they're going to do it. But, like, my mind was just following the story. And, like, they filmed it already, Jahan. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I just, like, half expected it to be. And when it wasn't. And when it was, when it was yeah. fucking Killmonger, that was a huge, that was, that was a good moment. I really enjoyed it. I honestly didn't like that being who she sees. I, I wish it was honestly maybe her mom or even dad. And then you have the silhouettes of Chadwick or something and everyone else behind her and stuff like that. I wish they used that as another tribute yeah. to him when you're in that afterlife. Like, cause we don't really see it. They should have treated that, that that's where they also are. You know, that's who she wanted to see also. Yeah. That's who she expected to see. And I expected there to be like a Panther that was Chadwick. And then yeah. I also didn't expect it, but I appreciated what it was uh, because of where she was spiritually she so was, saw the spirit of vengeance of Wakanda, who is Killmonger, true. which I thought I was sick. I was taking a guess here, and this is just a guessy guess, and I'm glad you guys are here to guess with me. Uh, 
Killmonger forced himself to be the Black Panther. She forced herself to be Black Panther. They decided that they were going to be Black Panthers. Could that be a reason why she saw Killmonger and not her family? Uh, Maybe just the two of them are linked in a special way. It's worth noting from the first movie, you know, when you go to the ancestral plane, you see the past Black Panthers. Like, that's the whole point. You see, like, the past kings, because usually the king is the Black Panther. So you see the past Black Panthers, the past kings of Wakanda. So I think in that sense, it makes sense why Shuri didn't see her mom, because I agree with you, Sean. Like, that's somebody who I thought maybe she would see. Killmonger was a surprise, but I feel like they kind of killed a few birds with one stone in, in the sense of a you got like a big surprise in cameo which is always fun in these big mcu movies yeah. but b i feel like they were able to make it make sense for her character because of where she was at the vengeance and then the fact that that's always in the back of her mind when she which you know obviously we're in spoilers and we haven't outright said it shuri becomes the new black panther in this movie and you know it helps her come to grips with like where she's at as the black Panther and what kind of black Panther she wants to be. So I feel like the Killmonger stuff worked for her character, but also gave us some cool fan service moments. Yeah. I understand Sean where you're at with it. Cause I kind of had the first thought as well. I'm like, Whoa, like she's seeing Killmonger here. Surely there's going to be somebody else that shows up here or takes the reins from him, but no, it's just a f- extended sequence with her and Killmonger. Um, which is, which is pretty fascinating. Yeah, like so, I liked it a lot uh, because yeah, you're right. She saw who she, where she was emotionally. It was vengeance. But like on one hand, it, he encouraged her to take vengeance. On the other hand, she knows Killmonger and it was concerned that that's who she saw, and maybe that also helped correct her course because she was like, "Man, I don't want to be that guy." Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, but they yeah. wanted vengeance. They should have just brought in the Batman, you know, just have a Batman just crossover. Batman, <laughs> Batman should come to Marvel because he's he's a Marvel character. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of Batman, I can can use that as a segue back to a point that Sean was making earlier. How Sean, you thought there was going to be some sort of other big bad that came about, and it's just funny because I feel like with these comic book movies, or really just big big blockbuster movies in general, we've kind of become trained for this as viewers right like whenever you have good guy a team or you know fighting against good guy b typically they end up pairing together for enemy see see batman versus superman right you've you have the battle between batman versus super and superman and then you get um dooms Doomsday, and they technically right? had a third, but it wasn't an actual person they fought. It was just like an ideology and like, like a country. Like it wasn't really a the third player wasn't really in the battle that they were having. So or even was... you know Godzilla versus Kong, an entire movie <laughs> that's set upon these two giant creatures fighting each other, and of course there ends up being another a third party that they they fight. And so in this now, granted, Namor or Namor is more of a anti-hero or has more roots in villainy than some of these others that we've said. So it's black it Adam. Makes... <laughs> That's what he is. Right. He's black Adam. Right. Exactly. And so, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I was like half expecting somebody else to show up, but, but I thought it worked. I thought that the battle 
that he was having uh, with with his role in, in in against Wakanda and how that paralleled with the battle Shuri was having and where her character needed to go. It all made sense to me. I thought it was all yeah. pretty solid. Wakanda and their city underwater is like this. They share the same ideologies and everything like those. They have a more alike than differences. And uh, I would say this: we didn't get to really talk about, but the more is a badass fighter. He is. some of his moves and with his wings, I was like. When he was just flying up and like destroying things, I'm like, this guy. I thought is the wing awesome. feet were kind of silly at first, but then it was dope. Uh, They're silly in the comics powerful. too. To be fair, like he's just got little wings coming out of it, his ankles. It's kind of dumb, and it doesn't make any sense from a from a physics standpoint at all. But he's a god, pretty much to, to them. It he makes it makes a, a lot of sense uh, because cult uh, gods and those. Uh, uh, South American and Mexican Hispanic cultures tend to have like feathered wings, even if they're like like they have snakes that have feathered wings and stuff like that. So it's really interesting that it worked better with the new aesthetic. Well, uh, it's like a mu- but they said it's like a mutation, so they're yeah. making him a mutant. He's a mutant, which is now. weird. Yeah, which but it's weird though. Like, where do the wings come from though? Like, out of how his people became what they became. How did he get that mutation? Just like where the wing aspect come from is they, what I'm trying to figure the out. The next gene could be rock. anything. It's when he yeah, drinks just... those magic. It's when his mom drank the magic rocks and then pooped him out. Is when he got those special wings. That's that's <laughs> yeah, the just, mutation. Was the I just I'm just like curious of like what what created it? Like as in like what was in those things that they had? Like they drank. Just curious <laughs> of the makeup of it. You know, is what I'm. Just they accidentally they accidentally it's gathered. They gathered a, a patch of herb that had bird shit on it. <laughs> <Something> <laughs> it got like... mixed in. <laughs> Did like the 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 way that it's obviously heavy CG, but the way Namor moved in the air, like the way that he kind of darted from place to place. I don't know what it was about it, but it really made it look like, like a the flash of the air. Yeah, like... <laughs> like and almost like his center of gravity was within his ankles. Like it looked like that could be propelling him from place to place. It's interesting. A lot of kind of darting. It was done in a way where that your eyes believed it, which is right. pretty cool. Sometimes that and stuff looks are, hokey. Kids are going to love him. Kids are going to be like, that is so cool. I Hummingbird is a perfect they... comparison. Yes. I think they did a great job not showing his his stupid wing feet. Most of the time when they showed it, they were like 300 feet away, or it was like nighttime and you saw the yeah. silhouette. And it wasn't until the fight at the very end that Cherie like grabs a chunk of it. And then that's pretty much like all you really need. I, I, I thought they did a good... Because the more you show of it, the worse that's right. going to be. I was be. waiting for that moment. I really wanted to see detailed how they designed it and how it looked like on the screen. And, and so I, I noticed that they weren't really showing it for many reasons. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly like in the comics, to Drew's point, they're stupid in the comics. They're stupid little wings on his stupid you know, little feet. I'm gonna, and so I'm it's gonna, never cool. I'm, I'm glad they ignored it. I'm going to be this guy. I'm going to say they looked delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I could see the drum. I could see the flat. Like, those were wings. They were detailed. Yeah, they were They're pretty spot on. <laughs> and speaking to powers, like, um, Shuri's powers, Black Panther, is probably the strongest Black Panther we've seen, right? Like, her strength. They didn't have strength like that before, right? They had some. Uh not, that, that not punch, like Hulk strength. That punch that she did to that dummy was a lot stronger than I expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot. So the, the little flower does give you super strength, superhuman strength and speed. But hers, gotta, uh, the new flower. Yeah, the new flower is a hybrid of the Wakandan flower and the the Namor flower. Oh, that's so why, that okay, might that's be right. maybe that's why she's stronger. But I loved that part of her character, too, because as somebody who's been a technological genius, and that's 
been our introduction to her is that and then she, the the flower is legitimately like 3d printed essentially jahan jahan shout out that's, to your that's not how 3d prof- works i was upset but that's okay uh, no i'm pretty sure that they would not lie in this movie that is absolutely how <laughs> as 3D someone who's works. a professional 3d printer it yeah, looks is there no really 3d sad. printed fr- you can't do 3d printed food you can but it doesn't look like that <laughs> Yeah, no, that doesn't look like that. But it does, it is created that fast, though, in real life. Absolutely is. Let's not forget about Wakandan's advanced technology. That's exactly what they're doing. It's fair. That's what everyone was after in general. I could could literally spend hours picking apart what was wrong with their 3D printers, but I'm not going to. (laughs) Because you can't, because it's Wakandan technology. That's a whole separate podcast. Head. That's a whole separate podcast, and I'm sure that the listenership on the 3D printing, 3D printing in movies, and why it's wrong with Jahanada Tech Edition. Uh, no, I, I just want to say, let's do a podcast, Jahan, where you talk about what's wrong about 3D printing, and I'll talk about what's wrong about law enforcement. But we'll only tackle really specific movies that have 3D printing and law enforcement in them. Oh boy, I can name five. Maybe just this one. It does, though, seem fitting that Shuri, who, as the Black Panther within her suit and everything, has more technology integrated into it, and that her flower was artificially created as well. Like, it all kind of fits for her as, like, the more techno-savvy Black Panther. It did. And was her her helmet already pre-made, it seemed like? Did it have her helmet, like, sitting aside? Is that, like, a... Where did her helmet come from? It did seem like she had a few examples and that was the one maybe she had hidden. Like maybe she always knew that one day this would happen. That's what I was. That really struck me. I was like, where did that come from like that? Um, I really liked Ironheart's first uh, outfit design. I thought it was absolutely awesome. When she was flying out of the warehouse, I was totally into it and looked badass. Well, let's, the... let's talk about this as a whole, Gary, because this is one of the things that I avoided in the non-spoilers is that I wanted to talk about Rai Rai. Riri? Rai Rai? Yeah, yeah, Riri. Riri. Riri Williams, I wanted right? to talk about Riri as well because I thought she was awesome. Like, I wasn't expecting to like her as much in general as I did. Now, sorry, Gary, sorry to cut you off, because going back to her suit, or the initial suit... Which, which had its, like, kind of primitive look, similar to Tony Stark's first Iron Man suit, in a sense, too. Because uh, I really liked it as well. Anyway, continue on. I just wanted to shout out. Yeah, Riri Williams, introduced here. Ironheart. Love Ironheart. Just first of all, let's just get it out there. Loved Ironheart. I want to see some more Ironheart. I didn't think she was great in this movie. She kind of reminded me of Tyrese in the Fast and the Furious movies, where she was always just trying to cut one-liners or, like, you know, like, over-read, like, oh, no, I'm in a prison underwater. Like, yeah, we know, and it's crazy, but you're acting like Tyrese. Calm down. She's um, got her own series, though, so... We yeah, when she has her own thing. series, I think she's going to be awesome. I'm totally uh, into the outfit, the look. The end, though, this is what I was trying to say... I loved her costume, first one. The second one, I hate the, sh- the, the second version. Yes, that's what it, I'm with you on. I couldn't yes. stand it. looks like a black, it looks like a plastic, like, 90s Mustang turned into an Iron Man costume. It looks terrible. It's like a small plastic Gundam. If you look at, like, the new Transformers <laughs> series on, on Paramount+, Plus, it looks like one of the really shiny, like, female Transformers that they built that was, like, based on a motorcycle. Like those shiny ones. It looked like a Playmobil toy, to be honest, too. Like just And it was just if that would have been if that would have been the costume she was introduced in, I'm not sure how I probably wouldn't have liked it very much. 
But the fact that they introduced her in one that looked so much cooler yeah. made, made that worse for me. So I was really excited for Ironheart. Uh, you know, I've known about her and where she comes from in the comics. And like I did, like I looked into it because I heard that she was being a thing. And like I was really interested. Uh, I think she's a really cool character. But so in the beginning, I was, I felt like she was kind of rushed through and sidelined a little too much. Uh, I wanted just, I, I just want a little bit more of her like flavor. Cause like she has a thing for Tony Stark, you know what I mean? Like she, he, she looks up to him as like a tech idol and she wants to make her own Iron Man suit and it's sick. And I thought, I, I thought we were going to get a bit more of that journey, uh, but not when you have a Disney Plus series, you gotta hold that. You yeah, gotta, you gotta save that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I look for. I hope there's more of the journey in there uh, because, like, she already had like a, a hybrid suit, and it was more advanced than I was expecting already. I didn't get to see as much of that journey as I wanted. Uh, but yeah, her first suit was cool. Her character was cool. Uh, her second <laughs> Gundam suit, I thought, was kind of dope in its own way. Uh, but I gave like the looks a pass because she built it in Wakanda, so like it had more of their like sleek design features in it, uh, more smoothed out and kind of stuff like that. Uh, oh, did you like the design that sh- that Shuri made for her warriors? I didn't like that design either, though. That, so, like, man, um, I thought that it looked was so cool until the visor came open. When the visor came open, it looked awful. Like, I don't know the why they're going closed. this like strange tech route with like the. The, the shape of the helmets so and the, stuff like that. The they helmets, Predator vibes. The helmets are based... I like. So they're actually based off of a traditional African uh, design. Which uh, I'm sure, but they don't convert well when you want to make them super high-tech. It just makes... It doesn't work. I would I, have them, them bring them down a notch. I didn't like them on the shelf. I love them in motion on people. And yeah, when the visor is open, they looked a little wonky. But when they were, like, just in the costume, I thought it was pretty dope. Uh, if I was going to design uh, a Wakandan version of an Iron Man suit, of an exosuit, I don't know what I would come up with, but I feel like they did a pretty decent job. Um, but that, that being said, it is a very crazy design. It's pretty pretty different. Um, I didn't have as many negative thoughts about what it looked like compared to what Gary and Sean were saying. However, I think part of the problem is that we don't really even see it until it's in use. So you really only see a CGI blur darting around. Like, you don't get the cool Tony Stark walking through as machines are placing the armor on him and see really what the suit looks like. So you really only see it in CGI motion, which I think does a disservice to the suit as a whole. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I I'd agree. Uh, I I would like to see a little bit more of it. I thought it was cool that um, Akoya got one, and I really enjoyed her scenes throughout the movie with uh, versus the hammerhead shark guy, and I loved that final battle where she was like warrior, and like they look and they fight, and like they have like an honorable a uh, battle between warriors. That was sick. That was top tier. I was. I will say one thing with that battle on their ship. Did y'all notice when um, Shuri's fighting the more on the island? There's like a quality change or something when they go back and forth from the battle on the ship into the island. I felt like two separate movies at some point. That's just, fair because just, the ship battle was probably done on a soundstage. 
And I, I think they look night and day. I was like, and they're going back and forth. And I watched this on IMAX saw too. What I saw, but I thought that Shuri looked really weird moving in the Black Panther suit during that last fight. She she's just moved. real skinny, dog. She's just but real skinny. I think skinny. that was CG. I think it was CG moving around. I'm not even yeah. sure if it was her. The, that whole final well, yeah, because remember she did bit. get hurt. She got uh, hurt and she got sidelined. Remember they had to shut down production for like four months. That's and right. she was. It almost looked like it. the way the way that that Shuri Black Panther was moving. She was so thin and so lanky. It almost looked like Spider Man, like a CG Spider Man moving around on the island. It didn't look like a female in a Black Panther costume. No, at it all, did. Right? Yeah, it I don't like a little CG flippy monster guy. I don't want to get into the personal politics of things in the movie, but there's just a lot of stories about Letitia Wright and who played Shuri and things that happened during the movie. And I think that that could all play into why a lot of her stuff, especially in suit or whatever was very CG looking. Maybe she wasn't there. They had stand-ins or such. I, yeah. I don't know. Julie but she was sidelined for, for an injury. Apparently she did hurt herself. I, I actually got sure. annoyed at one point in the movie whenever their masks kept coming open, like it, they would hologram up and then hologram down because you can talk with a mask on. You can. You, I know that it's a movie and you're an actor and you want your face to be screen, seen for your Screen Actors Guild or for your money or for your blah, blah, whatever. But every single helmet having the exact same hologram face mask interface to talk was disjarring and annoying. Just I say your words. They Stop. have external speakers somewhere. Like yeah, they're like the I Power know. Rangers. Stop the thing. We know who's in there. Stop taking your face up and down. We no. know who's in the fucking costume now. It's, it's, it's like superhero me. movie one on one oh one. I mean, this dates back to I think the most egregious of Spider Man three and Topher Grace and the Venom and how it kept pulling back to see his face unnecessarily. His face inside uh, Venom. Or classic. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's exactly classic. what it felt like, Drew. You you nailed it. Could you imagine to me, if they showed inside Batman's cowl? It's like, like Iron Man like didn't have to take off his mask every time he talked. The camera would cut to the inside yeah, of the five, helmet, five. Yeah. which was awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. right. Don't just do the same thing for every character. It's really cheesy. Stop. They didn't have a Riri, so they're all different yeah, they costumes, they're different outfits. Make them have a different technological way to work. You know, they don't have to hologram fade. They can slide in or something. So um, so let's talk about another one of the big spoiler things that we avoided earlier, which is the Martin Freeman storyline in mm. which, um, you know, he's there alongside Julia Louis-Dreyfus as Valenti Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, um, who shows up, which first off, it was really funny to me because she had a much different look or I feel like more stylized look in this one that's obviously going to be like her more mainstay look moving forward in the MCU. More comic booky. Yeah, and when, I remember when they announced the Thunderbolts movie at Comic-Con and they had the big image of all the characters, some people were like, who is that one? And and because we couldn't tell if that was Valentina or if that was a different character and then, it, you know, it became clear it was Valentina. And then seeing her in this, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. She's rocking that look that we saw in the Thunderbolts concept art image. I thought that and was it, Did they make note that that was his ex-wife? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Right? Okay. I did pick up on that. They only said it once, and I was like, did I hear that right? And that's yeah. what they're playing. Okay. And she was making, yeah. she was flirting with him the whole time. Uh, and then, yeah. Using him. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Come by your house and jump on your Peloton. That shit was funny. That shit was funny. I was like, I was <laughs> I like, damn. It. That's a no, I do like her in that role, and that was like, that was cool to see her. I do like her role in the MCU. 
I think Thunderbolts this... is going to be very, very, very good. Like, like top tier, one of the best Marvel projects. I think Thunderbolts is going to be. But you didn't like great. Black Widow, did you? No. So I don't know but if you don't like The it. reason I didn't like Black Widow is because I thought they cheapened her character so much by making her go out and get all this help. I didn't think that Black Widow mm. needed all that help. Uh, these other people were more likely to seek her out and ask for her help, right? Because she's Black Widow. Uh, she's badass. And I thought they that with her being her last appearance and her last movie and on her way out, uh, I thought they just did her wrong. And they built a lot of other characters at her expense. And uh, and I didn't think that That's that fair. was... I, I didn't like any of yeah, that. I, I agree um, with a lot of that. But I do like the actors in it, and I like their performances in it. I just don't like the movie as a whole what it did. Um, so I'm excited for those side characters, and I'm excited for Thunderbolts. I think the cast looks awesome, and I think the, the potential... More Red Guardian, please. More yes. Red Guardian. Oh, yeah. You got yeah. more Red Guardian. You got some more Bucky. You got uh, Captain... Or not Captain America. Captain Un-America. U.S. Agent. The, the Patriot. U.S. US Agent. Agent. Oh, my Agent. God. You mean Racist Cap? Yeah, I love yes. Racist Cap. I can't then, wait, man. It's going to be so Ghost, good. And then Ghost, right? Ghost yes. is part of that. Ghost. Somewhere. Oh, man. I've been excited to see her again. I love Ghost. I love Yelena her. and Taskmaster. And Yelena and Taskmaster. Dude, it's a sick ensemble. Uh, I really like, yeah, I like the setup that they did in this. It's always funny to hear Shuri call him a colonizer. Uh, I laughed. <laughs> I laughed every time it happened. Um, and then, yeah, him literally, I mean, he was committing treason. Like, I understand, you know, how we all want things to go down, but doing what he did is treason. Um, and so <laughs> you work for the government. You don't get to decide what's right and wrong. You don't, you yeah. Just, unless you're an ex president and then treason doesn't matter, but we won't talk about that either. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Uh, but I like, I like that he stayed in Allied Wakanda. Um, and then, but the whole time he was being tricked by, by, uh, Dreyfus. His ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> Which this is the the to me the most egregious like just making sure you're setting up some seeds for for phase five and and continuing on. I'm not saying that's all bad, but it was just it was there for the greater MCU. Well, there was a lot of runtime, a lot of screen time, a lot of screen time for those two. Yes, especially yes. him, a lot of screen time. So, can I ask a silly it. question, uh, Sean? I don't know if you even know this, but Ross, um, Martin Freeman's character with the name Ross. Any is there any relation between him and General Thunderbolt Ross, or are they just have a last name in common, but they're no no relation there otherwise? I think it's no relation, but um, I can just figure it out real quick. No, I I doubt it. I think it's probably just a coincidence. But I just I was thinking that during when they kept referring to him as Ross, I'm like, there's another major MCU character, Ross, because I assume that Martin Freeman will be in the Thunderbolts movie now that we know his tie to Valentina. But Harrison Ford's going to be General Harris, Ross, though. Yeah, Harrison right, Ford and, will be in that, which is crazy. <laughs> that's yeah, a, he's that's replacing a good the late. The late great William Hurt. Um, I've gone on record to say that I think that that is bad casting. I think yeah, I agree bad. too. I love Harrison Ford. I'll watch him at anything, but they didn't have to go that big of a name. It's they a didn't great, have to do it's that. A, it's a good get, man. Uh, I, I, I so. I'm going to give him the shot. But that's just. And weird. they are not related, by the way. They are not related. No, but interestingly enough, Ross did work for General Ross for a short time. They were on the yes. same projects together, so you had Ross and Ross, no relation. 
<laughs> which is a funny thing to say. In a... You think that Ross and Ross go shopping at Ross? They have to. It's mandatory. And our best friends, but Ross from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> they only watch the Ross spinoff. Oh, man. But, I'd watch that. But it's indeed bad casting, but we'll see. What, I mean, he'll pull it off, but... I disagree. I they might kill him off. Board. They might They might just kill him off, though. Kill off that sense. character at that age. Like, bring him for one Hell thing no. and we'll be done with. He's going to be Red Hulk. I don't know no, if they're going to do that. No, they can, please they no. Can, I don't think they can do that. I don't know if they can do that. I'm looking at Wikipedia oh, for this movie, by the way. I didn't realize that Trevor Noah is the voice of the AI. Is that Was that common what? knowledge? Oh, yeah, right. I knew he was in the... It was billed part of the movie, but I didn't know what he Hell was. Hell yeah, Trevor Noah. Get some. I did not notice it was him. That's dope. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, speaking of Trevor Noah, maybe think of this because he speaks like 17 languages or whatever in real life. But uh, I really loved how they d- handled the subtitles. Uh, this movie had a lot of foreign language yeah. speaking in it, and they color coded them because they are switching back and forth between languages left and right, and like, and they're just like deal with it. Uh, but like, you know, all the the Atlantean people are blue speech, and then Wakanda's yellow. Ethiopian Mayan, which is yeah. super awesome. They speak a dead language. They from speak over an actual like native language. Years ago. Uh, I said I want to talk about that, too. That, that was totally awesome. All of his people are decked out with Mayan art. Their walls are covered in Mayan paintings. They have underwater Mayan temples. Uh, just, they went all in with this Aztec, Mayan, Mesopotamian influence. Uh, it is Yeah, the costume designers and the set designers said they looked at so much history and took did. so much. Oh, my God, they, you can so tell. Good. It was so good. It so works. Everything has some. Yeah, it does. It's so many ancient Olmec designs with the Olmec jewelry and the, the, head, the feather headdresses and necklaces. It was just every time you would see one of these characters, they kept on giving for any of the main uh, characters. It, some of the background ones were just swimming around in breaches or whatever. So can we all agree like this move was pretty brilliant of how much they changed Namor for the MCU? Like they I pretty was... much made him a brand new character, not based on what he was before, which were. Yeah. This is not yeah, that's what I was saying Namor. earlier. Yeah. This is a brand new Namor. And I like their Namor more than I ever liked my Namor. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, I never had a Namor. And I was really pleased with the character that I got to know uh, with everybody else. So I was apprehensive yeah, I, about all the, all the changes. Because that's always... You never know how that's going to go. Even though I don't know the character from before. Like, who knows? They could screw it up. It's a new creation. But it worked. It worked in every way. I overall liked Namor and the the portrayal. I just think that the the Namor's storyline, and especially when it really, really, I can't think of uh, Talokan. Tal- Talokan is that how you pronounce their is their like land? Talokan. Tek- Talokan. Tek- I think it. Yeah, it was said it right. One of the it's, did, it was, uh, and it's really close to Tenecticlon, which is fun yeah, Talokan. Yeah, hail from Telocon. Telocon. I'm not saying I outright disliked everything about it or anything. I just felt like that was the storyline that's that was the biggest slug to get Would through. Would you say that it's the storyline that sank, Drew? <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> Actually, and you know, I know you can't trust everything on Wikipedia, but I am laughing. It says the actor who played Namor learned a Mayan language for the role, which is cool, which and that shows. And then it says, as well as how to swim. So I do find it to be a little bit ironic if they yeah, actually he did. cast he somebody who did part. not know how to swim uh, as Namor. That's that hilarious. Is... What a good actor. 
You can't even yes. tell he doesn't know how to swim when he's swimming. <laughs> uh, how do you how do you learn how to fly? <laughs> that's that's the real trick. It's Ooh, called acting. It's it was it was the wings. to include Namor's really unique features, including his ankle wings and pointy ears. That's what I was going to say. Is he learned how to fly because of the wings on his feet. They actually went out and cast a real guy who had wings on his feet. Born with that actual mutation. <laughs> yeah, they figured it'd be easier if they're going to teach him how to swim, they could just teach him how to yeah, fly. Yeah, they just started making real X-Men. It's way cheaper than Yeah, you just CGI. drop him in the water, drop him in the air. <laughs> there is one other major spoiler moment from the film that we have not talked about yet. Um, we started credits. we started to speak about it pre pre recording and uh Sean, you were right to quickly shut that down because it needed to stay for on the air, but it sounds like there may be some varied opinions of the mid credit scene. Um I however thought it was extremely powerful. And oh, as somebody who kept it together for pretty much the whole movie, this this was the moment that, that brought me down. Yeah, I and while felt we're my emotions. Since we're going that way, uh, let's talk about something we didn't talk about really much at all because she's not in the movie as much as I would have liked. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o uh, and her just absolutely badass character. Uh, she's They find her. She hasn't been to Wakanda for years. She's in Haiti uh, working with children because she's, she's done being a spy. She's done with war. But then she's called upon and she is extremely notable she did not show up for t'challa's funeral in the movie that was really notable that she was not present which we find out later why find out later right um and yeah she just i mean she's like top tier spy dude she speaks like five languages probably more seamlessly 50 yeah she probably speaks like 50 languages uh on screen she speaks about five seamlessly and it sounds like she might actually know a lot of it in real life because uh, she, she, her pronunciation is great. Uh, she infiltrates the Atlantean society somehow. And save sure, and save Shuri, and then just kills one of her own. Like, yeah, she, and then she single-handedly breaks in and frees uh, Shuri and uh, Riri because she's. J- and then, like when they're calling her the War Dog uh, and all that kind of stuff, man, it just really lets you see how badass that character is. Uh, and it makes you imagine kinda... if she was the Black Panther. Imagine if she was. That would have been how much more badass. Oh, like, man. but you know, you find out why she put it down. You know, yeah. she was done killing because she does. She kills. They asked her to come back, and she killed somebody during her coming back. It's not like she was like, oh, I don't kill anymore. She did what she it's had lethal. to do. Yeah, she's she, like James Bond. She she's sick. <laughs> I, honestly, I can't overstate how cool her character is. But yeah, let's talk about the thing. Uh, mid credit scene. They Shir- finally yes. recast it to T'Challa, technically. That's what it is. That's, <laughs> a, they, that's, a, that's yeah. what it is. People are like, recast him. They did. They recasted they T'Challa. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, Drew. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just a scene for Shuri going to visit um, Nikia and discovers that Nikia and T'Challa had a son. Um, and he has been purposefully raised away from Wakanda that T'Challa did not want his son being raised around with the pressure of the throne and, and, and being King and all of that. And for me, just everything about this worked from a story standpoint, it worked from an emotional standpoint. It worked. It just, 
And, and it like was just such a good closing moment for me for all the implications it may or may not have on the MCU as a whole, but also just on the Black Panther storyline. I just, I, I thought it was handled so well. I agree. Uh, so their relationship, like you always, you know, it's going to be a thing in the first movie. You know, it's going to happen. Uh, but Chadwick Boseman died, uh, and they didn't know what to do. They, so like, they like insinuate this whole relationship, but they do it really well. Um, in this end credit scene. And, you know, she explains why she wasn't at the funeral because he had prepared her and his son, who apparently he's had a hand in raising secretly um, for his death. He, he, they knew everything that was going to happen. Um, and that's what was so powerful. The whole, yeah. like explaining that T'Challa had taken the time to let them know, you know, to really talk to him and, and to, that he would be okay when he was gone. And that even the, um, that his mother in the film, the queen got to meet the yeah, son. That was really all, cool. you know, that they alluded to all of that. I don't know. I just thought it was so good. And it didn't, it made it more emotional for me that the kid looked like Chadwick. Like he looked he like did. a young look- Chadwick Boseman. I thought it was pretty uncanny. It was, it was like almost made it that much more difficult. Like from an emotional standpoint, and it he was, had, I th- he had a cute little baby speech impediment. It was adorable, man. <laughs> Uh, and I'm on the too much. exact other side of the fence. I go to a different summer camp than the rest of these guys. Uh, I, as soon as she had the kid, I started rolling my eyes and was like, oh, my God. Oh, a secret prince, a secret king. Is his name T'Challa? No, my God. His name really is T'Challa, too. Oh, my God. I'm walking out of this fucking theater now. And I left. And I thought that was the stupidest mid credit scene I've ever seen. <laughs> I, yeah, I obviously... Gary, Gary's outspoken on that one, uh, but you know, you, I mean, you can feel our, you know, you can have your opinion for sure. Thanks. I mean, but that's <laughs> I'm not trying to give you permission, your... but you know, <laughs> but that's how you also protect one of your IPs by keeping T'Challa around, so you can make T'Challa products yeah, or have been him a around. Business move, yeah. a business move, yeah, because you got to keep them, and we're gonna see a T'Challa Black Panther. I think sooner than later. I don't think we're going to have to wait that long because if they do more time jumps or they do anything, because that kid was how old? Pretty Not that young, to be honest. He was not young. Like, he looked like, like six, six or seven. To be six about or seven. Six. Yeah, six or seven. And that's not like, that's, I thought he would, it would have been a younger version. In the like span a of an MCU, like, it's not very much time. Uh, yeah, a whole time jump pretty quickly. I mean, they, recast, they recast Cassie like 12 times for Ant-Man. So. <laughs> and by the time we get a Fantastic longer. Four movie, he'll be like 55. Okay, so... <laughs> Killmonger has come back to life like uh, six times in the comics. So let's not forget about Killmonger. We could always get more Michael B. Jordan. I would like as that. He, as long as he's mm. died on Wakandan ancestral soil, which he did, he can be revived. Uh, through rituals, okay. so yeah. he, he could always come back. I don't think he will, because I think they would have done it already, um, but the fact that his spirit is still around makes me think that there's chance in the future we could always get more Michael B. Jordan cameos. I, I love could, or like a what if, or what or what if, another what if Disney Plus series about him. Man, no, I, I'm excited. I mean, one of the things that is really cool, one of the coolest storylines in the comics is King T'Challa, the Black Panther, uh, and Queen Aurora, Storm. who is Storm. Hell uh, yeah, bro. I mean, Storm and T'Challa ruling Wakanda is one of the sickest comic book storylines ever. Uh, and it'd be cool if maybe that, that Wait, could still happen. You still can? Yeah, you can yeah, still do it, it because 
X-Men, we don't know how old Storm will be. By the time they introduce her, it could be a teenage Storm. I mean, you could do that. The, and, the, oh, the young goddess talk- awakens in Africa. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. I'd watch that Yeah, movie. and, you know, I think setting up a secret prince is pretty cool. You know, maybe someone finds out and there's some turmoil or there's some type of See, problem. But, like, Shuri, you can't be the Black Panther. T'Challa had a son. This yeah. is not how it works here. See, I thought it was touching, and I liked it a lot. But at first, like, there was a part of my brain I was like, oh, man, like, this is kind of weird. But then it made sense to me because I thought about, like, they weren't, as far as we know, they weren't married. Uh, so technically, that kid's a bastard. Um, and so that, you know, that explains a little bit of the, like, keeping him sidelined and hidden. Maybe it wasn't a, okay. Maybe it wasn't approved. Maybe there's something uh, of that nature. Um to explain why the kid was kept a secret a little bit better. Um, but I really did, did like that. They explained that Chad, uh, Chadwick, uh, T'Challa helped raise the kid. That, that meant a lot to me. And real quick, cause we talked about, Oh, T'Challa and storm. Mm. What about Namor and Shuri? It seemed like there were some sparks flying it there. It did seem like, like there we, was chemistry. Do you think we're going to revisit something between them two? I mean, maybe. I think we almost have to because of what they said in motion of Wakanda and Namor's kingdom versus the world, basically. Those characters are going to have to interact again. Um, And as far as whether we see an an actual relationship develop, I don't think we will, but I think that Namor will just always have that spark. And probably with most of the uh, female leaders he comes across, I bet Namor is somewhat charming. think he's gonna be a heartbreaker um, i think so he gives off heartbreaker but no, i think shuri will be the heartbreaker and then he's gonna go crazy and then he's gonna just go after the whole world i'm ready to see namor take over the world i love uh you know people that's a good story is how bad people have always abused and taken over water and taken advantage of the sea and its resources and polluted uh i always like to see the story of nature fighting back and well, leading the ocean to destroy gary i have a great movie for you and it's called avatar <laughs> and way of water and it's Wait, all about with, that and more so you're in for people swimming because i saw that today <laughs> you're in for I, more environmentally uh, friendly type movies and proactive. I, I just appreciate in Avatar that they use the same thing, the same organ to ride animals as they do to have sex. <laughs> just like us. It's just, just like, like us. us. You should see me ride a horse. <laughs> Um, I was really Left happy though, to, to see all these people, all the all the blue skinned people getting work because I know how hard it is in Hollywood. They haven't had work since the first Avatar. They haven't had work since the Smurfs movie. So it was nice to see them uh, getting work in Wakanda. It's nice to see them. They got Avatar 2 coming. So there's work out there for blue people. You know, if you're blue, go to Hollywood. You can find a job. And is, that, is Avatar 2 going to break some records, I think? I am hyped for Avatar 2. I'm, I'm here I, for it. I wasn't. I'm getting there. I'm see. They they keep putting it in front of me. And I'm like, I mean, it's gonna look really cool at the very least, and at best, it might be dope. It's a three hour movie, right? That's it. Oh yeah. I'm a smoke in the theater, bro. I'm gonna I'm not... be back there ripping dabs in the back row because I'm not gonna just be sitting there for three hours, and I don't want to step out and miss anything either. That's what edibles That's... are for, my friend. 
Oh, that shit, doesn't even yeah. seem that long, to be honest, compared to we just got a two-hour, 41-minute Black Panther movie. I mean, a three-hour Avatar that's been taking like 30 years to make. Could, so. you, have, could you have done it for another 20 minutes? Could you have sat through... Um, so honestly, if we're talking about... Forever for another 20? If we're talking about that, so like I went last night after I got done with the stream. We ended our stream at like 11 o'clock at night. Uh, I went in uh, to the movie at 11.35, and you know we got out of like we got out late right shit. before the podcast started. Well, you how many you how many trailers did you get? You're out at like two thirty in the morning. We hit we hit all the, yeah we got all the trailers. Uh, we we were there early. I had snacks. Well, how many were there? Because uh, when I watch my, when I go to the press screenings, we have zero. So I'm I'm thankful at the press screenings. There's zero trailers because like you just go right four. into it. I don't feel like there were huh? that many. Four. There were like three or four. Yeah, I'm trying it to think what I saw. Avatar, Ant Man, and something else. I think I remember Avatar and Ant Man. The yeah. Ant Man trailer was dope. I am excited yeah, it for was. that. That looks uh, so fucking cool. It looks so good. But uh, we're kids. talking about the runtime: two hours and forty <laughs> minutes. Honestly, even though how tired I was, like I was exhausted. I woke up seven o'clock in the morning. It didn't really feel. I didn't like get antsy. I didn't have to use the bathroom. Uh, I was I was pretty drawn in, uh, and I probably could have done another twenty minutes. Honestly. I was so I'm more no more. I want more no more. I was so mad at the people in my theater. I was about to tee off on some teenagers. I can't even tell you. I had to tweet when I got out of the movie and I didn't tweet my <laughs> review. I tweeted about these damn teenagers, bro. So I told you, small town, about twelve, maybe fifteen people in the theater. And these clowns decide to sit in the row right in front of me, over on my right, and not even five minutes into the movie, this kid phone full light, full flashlight, drops his phone over his shoulder in our row. So there's just a huge light lighting up the whole place. He's like, oh, sorry, bro. And so he comes around and gets his phone. And then him and his dickhead friends, there's only three of them, they drop their phones like five times through the show. They're dropping chains, dropping wallets, dropped a drink, dropping phones. I'm like, what is happening over here? They get Harry, up and you should have the dropped them on their heads. That's what you should have done. Over and over, they got up and left the theater and had to have come back like four times, just in and out. They wouldn't shut up. They wouldn't turn off their phones. They wouldn't stop dropping crap. Finally, someone in the front row turned around and was like, shh. And one of the teenagers like bucks up like he's going to say something to this family that's asking him to be quiet. And as soon as he bucked up, I sat up in my chair and fucking stared at him from like six feet away. Just made eye contact with this kid. And he went from this like bucked up. I'm going to go talk trash to this family to like, oh, crap, that giant behind me might strangle me. Annie was trying to keep me calm and breathing the whole time. She was like, I'll go talk to the manager. And I was like, no, no, let me just go over there and talk to him. I'll take care of this. Let me just pop my head over their seat and have a conversation. Uh, so I had a good time at the movies as usual, Drew. We had a little bit of talk and a little <laughs> bit of phone action, uh, but it calmed down a bit. I think the people to Jenny's right were a little louder, but it's, I don't know. I just don't. One of these times, I'm going to come back with a story that ends with me picking someone up from their seat and just throwing them like 12 rows down the movie theater. And and then I'll be in jail and miss a podcast, but it'll be a good story on the next week. Next, it, only one week in jail. I yeah, all right. Sean, to answer your original question, because yeah. I was just looking through upcoming <laughs> movies so I could remember what trailer showed when I saw it. They showed uh, at my screening the Super Mario trailer oh, i didn't see that oh that's cool they showed the ant-man and the wasp quantumania trailer they showed the creed 3 trailer so we got double double dose of jonathan majors and then and then the avatar way of water trailer cool. showed. Fucking those were the ones i know for sure jonathan I majors he's so swole and creed so swole makes sense 
Uh, and Michael B. Jordan's directing that film too. It's his first. It's his directorial debut, I believe. He's Ooh. he's taking the true um, Sly Stallone route there because he directed some of the later Rocky movies as well. So I got nothing but cool. love for Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, he's he's wonderful. Well, let's um. So I, I, I think. Yeah, if, if you have any other thoughts, I mean, so that being said, I liked it. I thought that there were some a little bit extra filling in the movie, but I thought that emotionally and for what all it set out to do, I thought it was overall a success. I thought they accomplished what they set out to do, which was no easy feat by any means. Better than I expected all the way across the board from acting to set design to basically everything except for maybe some CG. Um, I thought that Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever was totally noteworthy. It has its place in the Marvel Universe. It made a mark and did a great job respecting Chadwick Boseman on the way out. I just I think this movie did not miss a whole lot. Uh, Lots and lots of wins here for me. Yeah, a great tribute to Chadwick Boseman. I thought it was shot great. It, for what they had to deal with and all the last-minute rushing and everything else, the movie did really well. I, I gave it four out of five stars for this one. Yeah, I would, I would absolutely mirror that. That's uh, not a bad opinion there. Four out of five stars. Uh, it was a great movie. Action-packed, emotional. Uh, it had heart. Uh, and it had some really good messaging in there. Um about Whenever your lead actor passes away and then your world gets ruined by COVID and you're still able to, to make a movie of this quality, just outstanding. Yeah. They, they had to rework everything so many times. They did a really, really good job. Uh, yeah, and, and after that that scene with the reveal of the child, and like we we didn't know that there wasn't another scene. Uh, so we were watching the credits and they, like these Chadwick things kept popping out, like the Chadwick Boseman foundation. I'm like, they made a foundation for him. Like it kept making me want to cry again. It was, it was pretty, uh, pretty great. Um, well, perfect. Looking ahead. So this does conclude officially phase four, right? That Thank was, God, the it was end. so weak. It was so weak. <laughs> A phase four. I thought there were a couple more, right? Aren't there no, we more? start off phase five with Ant Man. That kicks off phase five, and we're. I thought there was. A, I thought the last Guardians was part of this. This also. The, the Guardians holiday special? holiday special, I think, is supposed to be part. Of uh, I don't I think uh, kidnapping Kevin Bacon is really part of like the MCU story. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I thought that. Uh, I thought that three was part of this. Uh, as the well. as of right now, and I know that they can add things to this as time goes on. But as of right now, the slate of Phase Five films includes Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, The Marvels, Captain America: New World Order, Thunderbolts, and Blade are the films. And the MCU uh, Disney Plus series are What If Season Two, Nice Secret Invasion, Nice Echo. Okay. Loki Excellent. season two. Ironheart, mm-hmm. Agatha, Coven of Chaos, and Daredevil Born Again. Yeah. Those are the MCU shows that would fall within uh, phase five. And they, they swapped uh, Armor Wars from a TV show to a movie, right? Right, yes. which I'm assuming would be phase six. I don't see it on this cool. list. There's so much shifting because remember, they ch- they changed, bl- they pushed back Blade. And then they pushed back Fantastic Four, and then they pushed back Deadpool. They just announced, and then Secret Wars got pushed back. Blade's a really so, big deal for me, and I'm really hoping because I know Mahershala Ali's annoyed with the process. I know there's a lot of stuff going bad. on. I I'm concerned. I 
Blade is the number one thing I wanted from the MCU. <laughs> like, I'm really excited. Please don't it ruin it. It looks like Armor Wars is probably supposed to be Phase 5, but there's no release date on it since it was only just recently changed from being a show to a film, so I think that's why it's not in that official list yet. Um, I really don't like it when they make these announcements and then really two days later they shift again <laughs> like yeah they're just you can tell they're just constantly working away right. they just try to well make like these deadpool 3 like was happy. literally just announced with the date of uh september 6 2024 and then i think it was just a uh, three weeks later they made the announcement they moved it to november 8th 2024 and then it shifted blade and everything else so i'm like maybe mm-hmm. maybe the maybe the kevin bot is uh malfunctioning <laughs> they're doing a lot though i'm impressed they're doing a lot than any other studio I can think of. And they started off with what movie? Just Iron Man. And look how many movies they've created in this. It's, I don't think anyone. Yeah. Even I don't think it's this, never yeah, happened right. before. Probably and it might never happen again. To uh, Werewolf by Night, which was a short movie released during phase four. Not a show, not a movie, but a short film. Uh, Werewolf by Night was also pretty awesome. It, it was. was. Yeah, it's considered an MCU special presentation, which is what the holiday special, Guardians holiday special, yes, I believe, falls under that as well. Too. That's right. Um, so that gives us some expectations. It I guess gives, we could it, expect it, that to be probably about an uh, you know somewhere between forty-five minutes to it, an hour long. It gave me and, some more tangible hope of a Midnight Suns right. movie. So it could be, but also these special presentations, which is great, is they don't have to tell you where they fall in the MCU. They can fall before and after. Obviously the guardian special you can tell i guess because there's no gamora maybe i don't know we'll see how that's set up so you can tell where that falls in but like where where if by night they don't have to tell you where that falls yeah and and, and right and they didn't they didn't have to tell it you did, they it didn't, didn't care tell you and it didn't yeah. matter and it was great it didn't matter it was so good well before we say our goodbyes i'll give everybody a chance to um Sean, I'll start with you. I'm going to put you on the spot because I didn't ask you to prepare this. How about each of us? We'll, we'll do three bullets. We don't have to go into detail about, details about these, but we'll do our fresh picks of the week. I want three things from each of you that you've been enjoying uh, recently. It could be a show. It could be a movie. It could be a book. It could be a video game. Just three things off the top of your head that you've been enjoying recently. Sean, I will let you go first. Oh, what, three what, things. Okay. What have you been well, watching recently? What stuck out well, to you recently? Well, I'm going to say this. They sent me the screener to watch Spirited you know made me really with weird. Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. I haven't gotten through mm-hmm. it yet. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's actually pretty cool. It's a really interesting take on um, Scrooge, A Christmas Carol, but it's not... It's like in that universe, but it's not about Scrooge or anything. So like, what they created is a really cool world. So I've been trying to finish that. Um, I haven't been, other than the movies we've been watching, I haven't been having time to really enjoy anything else, to be honest. I'll, uh, I'll say, this is tough, man. You put me on the spot. <laughs> I did. I did. Here, I'll, that was I'll pretty do, bad. I'll do but myself. That, I have a couple things. There you go. You should have done I just, last. I want to shout out, um, the White Lotus season two. Um, with two episodes in at the time of this recording and I loved the first season and I've been digging the second season Um, I also watched Weird the Al Yankovic story this is the (gasps) Al Yankovic biopic with Daniel Radcliffe um, that is it's it's a spoof on biopics at the same time Um, it is actually quite funny 
And it's kind of like, Gary, you've seen it? Yes, we just watched it the other day. And uh, (laughs) I would say, while it's really, really funny and really, really stupid, it's almost taxing to watch because the jokes don't stop hitting you. (laughs) Even when you want them to stop, they don't. But it was like a very long, it felt like a very long sketch. Yes, it's like that's how it played out, which is good and bad. Like, because it's obviously from what Funny or Die, so it felt like a Funny or Die like short film, but obviously a full. It's a feature film, but like that's what it felt like to me. So it's kind of on so-so for me. A lot of cameos, a lot of, and it kind of felt almost like low budget in a way. But like, I appreciate what they did with it. So that's that's what I'll say there. If you've seen any of the old Weird Al movies, it really felt like all of those old Weird Al movies did, except now this one's made in 22 instead of the 80s or the 90s, and it actually has a real budget and it actually has real actors. But it's just as stupid and just as fake and just as silly as all the other Weird Al stuff. I wanted to give that a shout out. And then lastly, um, just a few days ago, God of War Ragnarok came out on PlayStation and I have been deep into playing that on PS5 and I loved the first God of War, or I should say the 2018 God of War was like my favorite game for that entire PS4 generation, um, and Ragnarok is living up to it. Really enjoying it. I just wanted to shout that out. Jahan, do you have some quick, yeah, fresh picks? Uh, I started watching a show on Netflix called The Bastard Son of the Devil Himself. Uh, it's a British show um, about witches and magic and that kind of thing. Uh, it starts off a little too teen drama-y, but really it's just the first episode. After that, it's that, that, that crap's kind of over. Uh, and it turns into uh, a really good effects-driven battle magic. F- I don't know, man. There's blood, guts. There's a scene where someone like goes like this, and like the, their whole body comes apart into separate pieces. Have you seen The Magicians, Jahan? Uh, I know what you're talking about, but no. Is it good? No, it's not. I okay. was going to ask you how this compares to The Magicians. So... so- so this show, this show is a little hit or miss for me, but so far I like it. I've seen like the first four or five. I'm going to finish it. I like it enough for that. Um, it's interesting and I like the powers. I like the way the power sets work in this. Um, and then I also, uh, season two of uh, Dead End Paranormal Park, which is an animated show on Netflix, uh, came out. I only watched the first one so far, but it seems like it still has that, that fresh magic. Uh, I really enjoy it. And... Uh, a video game that I've been kind of, uh, well, other than Marvel Snap, <laughs> which we've all been playing, and it's kind of crap. Seriously. Episode is unofficially sponsored by. Unofficially sponsored by Marvel Snap. Uh, that game is very, very fun. But another game that I play that's on Game Pass right now for PC, about to come to Xbox Game Pass, is called uh, Vampi- uh, Vampiric Survivor, I believe is uh, what it's called. It's a like a retro graphics style game. Uh, it's kind of like a twin stick shooter, except you don't fire. You just move. That's all you do. And you get to pick how you level up and you can change what projectiles like come out of your person. Uh, and they come out automatically at intervals and you're just trying to build this power set and survive these hordes and hordes of uh, creatures that come at you. And it's, it's a fun game. Uh, it, it is a good kind of just mindless death machine and i've been enjoying it jahan introduced me to marvel snap on tuesday tuesday's the first time i heard about it 
now it's Saturday. We're recording a podcast. It's only been about five days. I have gone from beginning the game to high-ranked gold on the verge of platinum. I've stayed up till like four in the morning uh, more than once already playing this game in the wee hours of the night. Uh, I haven't really turned on shows or my Xbox or eaten food or changed clothes or gone to the bathroom since Snap came out or I'm just playing Snap and all I can do is play Marvel Snap. And I was at first upset that it wasn't like Pokemon Snap. You don't go around and take pictures of Marvel characters. <laughs> uh, instead, it's a card deck building game. Um, I played that game. Galactic, Thank you for that joke, but it was good. I would Deep play Rock that game. Galactic is, uh, they just hit season three for Deep Rock Galactic. It's my favorite space mining first-person shooter dwarven bug shooting game. If you like Minecraft, but you wish that instead of being Minecraft, it was uh, where you kill bugs the whole time instead, uh, then that's the game for you. You should Deep Rock Galactic. That's how I feel Season about three. Deep Rock Galactic, too. It's a lot like SimCity, but if instead of SimCity, you, you just to went bugs. to a mine and killed bugs, yeah, then you should check it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Season 3, of course, came out last week for Steam. It comes out next week for Xbox. That'll be November 17th. The third season goes live. New grenades, new enemies, new missions. Uh, looking forward excited. to more Deep Rock Galactic. I'm also real excited about Season 3. Uh, but those are the only two I have. I've really just been playing those two games, Deep Rock and Marvel Snap, and watching WWE. I'm all caught up on wrestling, but no one cares about that except for me. <laughs> Sean, it gave you, now you got a little bit of a breather. Anything oh, else? No, like my to brain add? was a, my brain. My brain's dead. <laughs> no, we're good. This, this is like bordering on an hour and forty-five minutes talking about Marvel and all kinds of good stuff. So, did I mention Marvel Snap or no? Did we mention um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever? We almost need to just do like a Marvel Snap episode of the pod in the future just as we get another week or two into it. I I would love to sit here and just stream us playing Marvel Snap sometime. It'd be fun. (laughs) Well, to Gary's point, like I actually, I think it was just last night, I was... It's maybe like eleven thirty. I was laying in bed and I was like, ah, this, you know, I'm gonna get to bed before before midnight. But let me just, you know, knock out a few games of uh, of Marvel Snap before I go to sleep. And I felt like I had been playing for like ten to fifteen minutes. And I put my phone down or I exited the app, and it was twelve forty five. I was like, oh my god, how did I play this for over an hour? I've just been sitting here doing this. So, yeah, you get lost in it. Let's just say I've been getting lots of work done lately. <laughs> all right guys Uh, well this has been episode 68 a fresh out the podcast i'm drew munhausen at drew munhausen on twitter yes Jahan. i can't wait for next episode next episode (laughs) i'm really excited oh boy it's gonna be really nice uh i've been Jahananan. Uh, I'm at RockFact on Twitter. Uh, you can find me everywhere, all the time. I'm awesome. It's me, Casualty CDG, co-host of Fresh Out the Podcast and Fresh Out the Box. Uh, if you like tabletop role-playing games or you just want to see a bunch of new faces playing new games, trying to crack jokes and crack each other up every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, 
Jahan and I are playing tabletop role-playing games with friends and all sorts of different things. You're going to love it. Come check us out. Uh, we have a YouTube. We have a Facebook. We got the Twitch going. You can find us everywhere. It would be awesome if you would click those little like and subscribes. It's one small click for you, but it goes a long way for Jahan and I. Uh, same story with the podcast. Tell somebody about the podcast. You know someone who's seen Wakanda forever because it just came out. So tell one of your friends, someone who hasn't heard the podcast before, to tune in and listen uh, to what these guys have to say about it. And if they like or follow anywhere podcasts are available, that would be awesome too. Thank you guys so much for choosing to spend your time with us, and we will see you next time. And Sean, Sean, where can everybody find you? Yeah, I'm Sean Toshpur, the mayor of Nerdtropolis, and just go to nerd-tropolis.com for movie news, reviews, interviews, and trailers. Perfect. Thanks again, Sean, for joining us. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And stay fresh. Stay fresh.